This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And today, we are going in a completely different direction. We are going to talk about something that I feel like this industry should talk about a whole lot more. And specifically, those of us who have a platform and a podcast to let people hear the story behind the story. We have the one, the only Facebook story producing legend from the Arctic tundra that is Buffalo, New York. But if it's not cold enough in the summer for her, don't worry. She will stick her face in a bowl full of ice water. And I can't wait to find out why. It is Liz Benz, the obviously better half of one of my closest friends, Doug Benz. And we're going to talk about what it's like to be the spouse of the person who's launching a scratch agency. So what's up, Liz? I like it. Yeah. This has been like an insane journey. I will say, um, before you get into that, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, you know, before we take the, hit the nitrous button, why don't we let everybody know kind of who you are and where you came from, you know, give them the good stuff. Cause I got a feeling some of the people on here are going to take, this podcast and put it on the car while their spouse is with them. Talk, talk about like how you got to where you were even ready to start the scratch agency. What's the backstory there? Yeah. So this is interesting. Doug was an insurance. I'm sure if you've listened to any of the other podcasts that he's been on, but he was a photographer moved to insurance. He was doing photography and insurance at the same time. Um, which would meant working from like 7 a.m. till midnight, essentially. But finally got to the point where he was able to leave photography and do insurance full time. And he was offered um, to open a scratch agency in Florida, um, Benita Springs, Florida. And we moved our family to Florida. And oh my gosh, it was wonderful. I, all of you wondering why we moved back. There is, we did move back here. <laughs> I question it every day, but I do love it. This is our hometown. So he, um, he started a scratch agency there. And um, I had had, in the meantime, our sixth 
baby. Um, so we had six kids and it kind of turned into an absentee owner situation and it wasn't a great match for our family. And we were kind of at a crossroads and Doug was like, I just, I can't take it anymore. I gotta move on. And I think I want to do it on my own. So we had um, an oppor- some opportunities to do something in Florida. And we also had an opportunity to open something back here in Buffalo. The difference was, is um, he would have taken on a partner. And at that point, he was not wanting to take on any a partner. And all roads kind of led home. Um, that in itself, guys, was a insane points were just turning point in our life. I just want everyone to know we had six kids at the time. (laughs) We had zero, like no backup. I was staying at home with the kids. I was literally like homeschooling the kids, staying at home with them. There was no backup. (laughs) We were on the edge, like literally you're standing on the edge and there you're just like, this is it. We're just going to, we're going to jump and we're going to, we're going to sink or we're going to swim. And we have nothing to lose. Nothing. Because we had zero income, absolutely nothing. And it was just like, if we decide to do this, then we're just going to, it's good. Everything is going to fall into place. Like just knowing, just having that total trust, trust fall into this. So we, um, you know, like I said, everything kind of worked out here where it was like things were opening up. It was easy. Things were happening. And um, we ended up moving back to Buffalo from Florida um, where our family is. Uh, we started the agency. Um, I was involved. We had our kids. We literally had, we didn't even have a home at that point to live in. We moved here and we we're staying with my parents for a month. We ended up moving into my sister's old house. She had bought another house. and um, But we had a month where we were just like living with my parents, but actually living in our office that we were able to get um, kind of miraculously when I say everything worked out. It was just things happened that you wouldn't imagine happening, just making that choice to be like, we're going to do this. We had a friend, a very good friend who offered us office space for a year rent free. He's like, I want to see you guys succeed. It was free like is good. unreal. What? I said free is good. Free is good. Free 99. <laughs> yeah. But hold on so, a second. Let's just stop for a second. Cause I'm going to get into the nitty gritty here for two seconds. And I have the benefit of knowing you guys better than I know most people or really other than Josh Gurley, anybody else that I'm going to have on the podcast. So here's what, here's what I do know. And I think it's really important that we talk about this stuff because everybody talks about how awesome it is now, but nobody ever talks about what it's like to get Uh -uh. there. And you've talked about moving into your, it was your sister's house or was it Doug's sister's? Yeah. Okay. So this was my sister's house. Your your sister's house with, with six kids. How many square the feet house, was that house? That was a a little over 1,200 square feet. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, can, one more time. That is 200 12, square feet per kid. That doesn't even yes. count a dog, Doug, and Liz. 1,200 mm-hmm. square feet. This no. is what 
This is what this is what happens, though. This is the stuff that people need to hear. This is the stuff people yeah. are living right now and wondering, is it ever going to get any better or am I constantly oh. going to be stuck in this absolute yeah. hell? You know, I tell the story a lot of the time yeah. about, you know, how when Annie and I got married, we didn't have anything. We had no money. We didn't have a dime to our name. And mm -hmm. even our families, unless they listen to this podcast, will never know just exactly how much we sacrificed. But mm -hmm. when we got married, we were wearing a grand total of $68 worth of wedding bands from eBay. I had a $9.99 tungsten wedding band and she had God knows what, but it looked like it had enough mm -hmm. bling. And she said, what am I going to do? What are people going to say? I'm gonna like, nobody's stupid enough to tell you that your diamond looks yeah. fake. Just roll with it, mm -hmm. own it, pretend like it's real. And when the day comes, the ring that I will buy you will be so much better than what I could give yeah. you now. It's not even funny. And all of that worked out, but nobody ever knows about the other part mm -hmm. because people get weird. They don't want to talk about that when really that's the most motivating. So just to bring everybody up to speed, six it's the most kids motivating and probably the most relatable for a 100%. lot of percent, hundred percent, six kids, dog, married couple, twelve hundred square feet. Mm -hmm. Carry on. Yep, I mean, and we are leaving in this beautiful home in Florida. We left everything behind, a pool, all these things, and we were like, left it to start this business. Moved into that house. Um, we were literally we were on on food stamps. We were like whatever we have to do to get through this period in our life. And um, so to take that, <laughs> to go from that, you know, from it, it blows my mind right now where we are right now, but to come to be at that point where it's like, okay, we have to take the assistance. We have to, we have six kids. Um, we need to feed them and we're going to grow <laughs> this business as fast as we effing can. Um, so honestly, sorry guys, I mean, just drop the F, but you know, for, <laughs> we were on food stamps for that first, I would say year for at least a year and the amount of business that he was able to secure in that time, um, really got us up on our feet. It doesn't mean that it got easier. You know, it's like we were still pinching every every single penny. There was no, there was no travel. And and in hindsight, looking back, you know, I think an important part of this is having a common goal. And we were talking about, you know, being married to somebody in insurance. Um, having a common goal is so important. Like you are moving the boat, we are moving in one direction. At that point, um, we moved home. It was twenty. It was twenty six. The very end of twenty sixteen, and I decided I'm like I am going to document all of this and put it on Instagram. Um, so going back to like the early twenty seventeen, before anybody was putting business on Instagram, we were documenting our entire. I mean, as much as we could, just starting the business, where we were at decorating, you know, the office, moving, getting new computers, everything that you would think was so dumb and stupid. <laughs> we documented it and I shared it on our business page. And that really helped because it let people know that we were, what we were doing, what we were offering, where we were at in our process. We're writing business now, you know, that kind of thing. But it took us till April 
we moved back in November and it took us till April to be able to secure our carriers and write our first policy. Wow. So it, that, I mean, it's like a blip in time, but at the time it was, there was so much going on. It felt like, it felt like forever, like we're doing this. We have all this, we have this office, we have this space, we've got everything moving. We just need carriers. So at that point, I was really in the office with the kids. I would bring the kids to the office every day and um, I didn't switch them. And we moved kind of halfway in the middle of the year and I didn't put anybody in school at that point. So I was homeschooling and documenting the business um, while Doug was just meeting with carriers, buttoning up all the business things. Um, Yeah. So that's where we were at at that point. And um, there eventually came a point where Doug was writing a lot of business and he really needed help. And we weren't in a position to be able to hire anybody to um, do what needed to be done. So at that point, I was like, I'm going to get licensed. I got licensed in my in personal lines and um, kind of took that off of his shoulders and that was, I'm going to say 2018. And so I've been doing the personal lines here ever since. Wow. And we've grown. And the amazing thing is, is to, to go through all that. I know there's a lot of people out there that are thinking, how, how could I ever do this? How can I give up on this? Whether that's like quitting, starting new, losing a salary. It's like anything can be done anything can be done. You just have to decide that you're going to do it. And especially with a spouse by your side who is supporting you, I feel like you can do anything. And I know David, you can attest, both of you guys can attest to that, right? For sure. Yeah. So yeah. here's my question though. I'm, I'm interested in how much experience you had, like how much, like you, you obviously, right. You were a rock star with decades of experience before you started in personal lines insurance and running that part of the agency, right? Like, you just naturally yeah, so, stepped in and you, you were like a, yeah. a fish in water. So honestly, it's like my background is art. So insurance was never anything that I thought I would be doing ever. Like really it's so it's even, <laughs> it's, it's wild to me now to think that I'm in this industry. I'm such like a right brain person, but um, I was helping him. A lot of it was just like listening to Doug, how I learned insurance was being in the office with him. I had helped him a little bit in Florida um, at the agency, but really listening to him and then doing a lot of data and entry it started with, I couldn't sell anything. All I could do was put, you know, rate people up and then hand it back to him. Um So going into the sales part of it, I, um, you know, I kind of, I enjoy it. I enjoy the, the sales part. I do. So that was where my experience, like what, what, what part about the sales aspect of it? I like talking Please say the paychecks, Liz, please say it's the awesome commission (laughs) paychecks Doug gives you. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I, I know. I don't, I know. I'd like to say all those commissions come straight to me, go right to my wardrobe, but we've got six kids still guys. So (laughs) unfortunately a lot of those commissions go right to the kids. 
can I just say, can I just say um, that Annie and I had the pleasure of meeting everyone in the Ben's family with the exception of Ike, the Mastiff last month in either last month or the month before. I don't even remember. It's all blur. May was brutal for me in Siesta key. We drove down and spent an afternoon with them and I keep going back to the six kids in a 1200 square foot house thing because I don't know, I know how many people out there really understand what six kids looks like. I know. We met like four of them and I looked at Annie and I'm like, I don't think that's it. I think there's still two more. She's like, there's no way. I'm like, I'm telling you, the woodwork. I've only got four of them. I've only got four by my count. And next thing you know, two more have been walking down the beach somewhere and came back. And it just, it blows my mind. I mean, yes. look, let's just call it what it is. I don't care if you got a 5,000 square foot house. If Dude, you're having yeah. to coordinate the schedule of six kids and care yeah. for them, and you're trying to launch a scratch agency, everything else considered, yeah. you know, let's say had a blank check for all the money you needed and no, that wasn't an issue and you had plenty of leads coming in and all of that. Just the fact you have to balance your family yeah. and the business is is just insane and it's just it's yeah. incredible to me that the two of you have been able to navigate just the the family piece of it but when when you see the family together and how they interact you know there's there's a lot <laughs> there's just so much that you can take from it we actually Grayson and I it'll be funny because I'm going to go off on a brief tangent for a second when we were in Siesta Key we had a hall pass monitor that was in the pool that, you know, wanted to flex <laughs> on everybody. And she decided she decided she was going to tell Caroline. And I think it was George. Mm-hmm. I think it was Caroline and George. Yeah, were, been, yeah. were eating chips, you know, on the side. Oh, the side yeah. of the pool, and she it was like Pringles. And she let him have it. There's no not to be any pool on the any, any food mm-hmm. on the pool deck and, you know, just flexing her authority. And it did not, as Kyle, as you can imagine, it did not go well. Um, she was met with immediate resistance and smart allegory. Um, it was not, not the least of not which, not the least of which was from the oldest Ben's child, Jack. Oh, but yeah. my favorite to this day is every now and again, you know, I'll be doing something and Grayson will just oh walk God. by my office to go check the email or something. And without even looking at me, he goes, that'll be enough of that, Jack. <laughs> And that was Doug, that was Doug's heavy-handed discipline. Jack was not letting it go. He was like, he, I don't even remember what he was saying, but he was not. He was not. That'll be it. enough. So of that. like, That'll be enough, that, Jack. That's and I, I'm almost sure. I'm almost sure that as we were walking somewhere, I I like oh whispered, gosh. kind of whispered in Doug's ear, like, "Wow, man, you really let him have it on that one." I'm sure. I'm sure he's gonna stop right away. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no one was really scolding because she was really out of a little out of control. I just don't get oh people gosh. like that, man. By the pool, yeah. yeah. I don't, it was uh, not the right families to to come up to. Let's just say that it was I, not. It I was just not. I don't do well in those types of situations. <laughs> no, I was honestly thankful you weren't there because that's where my mind went first was thank God Kyle, Kyle wasn't here too. It would have been even worse. I'm bad oh enough, but if you got the two of us together, it's over. Oh, oh man. my gosh. 
Yeah. I don't, I mean this dude, I, I have two kids now as of three weeks ago and we have a oh, 3000 square foot. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, look at the baby family. Two kids. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I could not imagine, man. I mean, it's been, it's been crazy starting to, you know, having to just negotiate that little bit. I couldn't imagine having sex. Yeah. I will and especially tell you too. Like, I mean, you, so you said you brought them to the office all. So there really was no like break at all. Like it was just constantly, no. that's wild. We did not. I mean, there was a lot, like we could not at that point afford even yeah. childcare to yeah. have, to be like, okay, let's pay a babysitter to take our six kids. Liz, I'm I like, can't afford childcare for six kids. Dude, right then, it's expensive. Like, I can't oh afford childcare for six can't. kids today. I still can't afford it. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. But they were really good. I will say having the kids there and having them be able to watch us do that together. I look back on that now and be like, that's something that they were a part of. They witnessed, they saw, they have been through this with us. You know what I mean? Through this whole thing to a point where it was like, I mean, we always kind of had this abundance mindset where it was like, no, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. It wasn't like that. It was just like, not yet. Just not yet. We will. No. Just not yet. You know? So what this industry has done, I mean, it is really, really incredible and, and seriously such a secret because I don't think people understand they, the, the power of residual income is really... Mm. astounding to me still to think that that was six years ago. I mean, which is a blip in time, not, not that long ago. We're still like a baby agency, but it's amazing to, I don't know, have our kids along on that ride and um, see how far it has taken us. And like now, you know, we're in a, a, a nice beautiful house and a beautiful neighborhood and my kids to this day they they could care less that so we lived in that 1200 square foot house they loved it they never complained when we moved they were sad that we were moving to a bigger house we're like you get they could have done it me and Jug were like we cannot live <laughs> live like this anymore it's like our yeah. bedroom is like a new york city apartment it was like just the bed like a bed could fit in there. That was mm -hmm. it. Couldn't fit a dresser in our bedroom. And we had four boys in the upstairs room, which was the master bedroom. So that's always amazes me that my kids like could care less. They were like, we, we, we don't care. We were, they were happy. They have like these fond memories of like sharing a bedroom with each other. It was really us that couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah, it didn't get better immediately because you went from oh, 1200 no. square feet to what where, where did you go because like now you're in a really cool house by the way kyle yeah you're in a house that was actually on a season of mtv Bridge. real world right? oh or, or yeah, no so was, was it, it real was, world or was it something else yeah, so there wasn't there was this sorority life and fraternity oh, life yeah. That ran for like, I don't know, six or seven years. So anyway, it okay. is they filmed sorority life. 2002 season to season two in our house was That's where the cool. sorority girls left. We did not know that until after <laughs> we moved in. So you, or no, you, until after we you, bought the house. Did you guys find a bunch which, of stuff? Or? <laughs> oh, it's when I mean, when we went into this place, I was like, mm, 
this is so interesting. This is so interesting. And it, everything, Kyle, was the same. It has been changed. A lot of the stuff since we moved in, a lot of it was like paint colors. Yeah. Like the house is really, really cool. But most of it was just like wild, like real life. Remember like real life? Like you would go back and look at those episodes in like an MTV. Yeah. You're like, that was what it was like, except from like the 2000s, like the coolest house in like 2002. Not, yeah. not right now. Not now. It was like, this is so interesting. So we've huh. done a lot to the house since then. Um, but yeah, it's in a great neighborhood. I think our house is like 3,500 square feet. We've got three floors. Um, like three times you know, the size of your other one. It That's is. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got definitely a lot more space and we love our neighborhood and the kids, all of our kids can basically walk to school. We go to, there's two different schools. Our oldest is in college now, but the boys are in high school and the kids are in grade school and both of them, they can walk to school. It's, it's really, really nice. So, so talk life for, has gotten, just for a quick second, talk about the interim, because to me, that's the craziest thing y'all have done is when you lived on the boat. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, this was 1200, plenty of room there. Let's just put oh, everybody yeah. on a boat for about how long? Yeah. So this is the thing. So the 1200 square foot house was there. Are, there are eight people in a Mastiff living in this house. We destroyed <laughs> Mastiff probably not the, this not place. Best choice. Like, <laughs> Maybe like a teacup. I, know, like I needed or another human-sized dog. Like <laughs> yeah. I needed like a like a hundred and seventy-five uh, pound dog. But I mean, guys, when I say it, like cabinet doors had fallen off, like hand, like rails, doorknobs, everything was. We beat the crap out of this. This house was not built for that many people. Let's just say there was not the plumbing. The plumbing <laughs> oh, was just like destroyed just so destroyed so we ended up having to do in order to put it on the market we had to put a new kitchen in redo the bathrooms um have the entire space repainted so i'm like as soon as this kitchen is finished which was our last project i'm like we like have to get out of here like we have to leave this place we listed the house and from the moment it was listed, I told Doug, I'm like, we cannot live here. We just, everything <laughs> that we touch just gets like destroyed, dirty, drooled on, you know, all of the most disgusting things you can think of. It's like boogers on the walls. I'm sorry. I know I'm on a podcast, but if you have boys, I, I don't understand it. So I'm like, we have to move out. I'm like, we can't live here while the house is being shown. So when the, from that point on, we listed the house and we moved on to our boat with five kids. Luckily, my daughter at this point was in college and we moved on to our boat and we lived on our boat for a month. Our house sold in a, like in less than a week and we got a great offer. We were like so excited. I mean, we're documenting this whole thing on Instagram, documented the entire and the deal fell through. Oof. So I said, you know, we're not moving back until the inspection is complete. I'm like, I want a signed contract and an inspection finished because 
knowing us, we will just something will be destroyed in the in the meantime. And uh, so, yeah, we lived on the boat and um, we had to then relist our house, um, which is at that point, you're like a wounded animal mm-hmm. on the market because everyone's like, what's wrong with the house? It was basically like an absentee. They were, lived in Florida and we're going to buy it sight unseen and then realized they couldn't fit their truck in our in our garage that was built for like a horse and buggy. Um, so that's why it fell through. And we ended up getting another offer, um, but that was another two weeks later. And I said, I want the inspection done ASAP and got the inspection done and that offer went through. But in the meantime, it was a full month living on our boat with the five kids. And it was like the best adventure we have ever had. And I will tell you, like we documented it. So a lot of people a lot of people were like, are you guys still living on your boat? And I'm like, it's November in Buffalo. And I'm like, people are like, are you guys still on the boat? I'm like, there's like ice in the river right now. <laughs> we're not living on our boat anymore. <laughs> so I would love luckily, to deal with Kyle if he lived on a boat like that. Bro. Like he would be in such a fantastic mood every morning. <laughs> oh, fun. man. <laughs> Kyle, uh... you would love it. Would you love it? Yeah, I mean, I look, listen. Boats are boats are cool and all that, but I'm good for a few hours and then I want to be off. Oh yeah, Kyle, I remember. I remember. Yeah. No fish. I'd rather just hang Kyle. out. Yeah, I'd rather just hang out of the pool and drink. Yeah, and not yeah. Be there on the boat. you go. Be near the water. You don't have yeah. to be on the water. Be near yeah. the water. That's just give me yeah, something. Give me something true. wet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there is go. like magic though, like living on a boat, getting those kids up for school every morning. At that point, it was, um, oops, sorry guys. At that point it was, um, wait, so would you guys just float around or, or were you like, yeah, docked? no, we were just in the dock in the dock. Yeah. Just in our dock. That was it. <laughs> and uh. we would just, we would take rides every night and do sunset rides. And we absolutely, yeah, it was a magical time. We, I, I think I gained 20 pounds cause we were eating like McDonald's and taking out pizza every night. Right. Um, for like a full month, which yeah. is disgusting. We tried to cook as much as we could, but it's like a tiny kitchen and yeah. that didn't happen. But I think we all slept well and the kids did not want to move off. They did not want to leave. So them living in a 1200 square foot house. And loving it, and then moving onto the boat and being so disappointed that they had to move off. Like, I guess. I mean, that's, that's just, just a testament to you guys and how you raised them. Because <laughs> I like, dude, there are not people out there um, that would respond that way. Yeah, so, I guess you're, it's funny for, because it's like we've moved a lot. You know, they have really learned to go with the punches. Like, you know, whatever comes, they're like, okay, and they we just ride that wave and. They're pretty cool that way, Kyle. Like I agree. They are pretty they they're they are they're good with rolling with it. You know, awesome. all the the weird adventures that we have been on. Steven, <laughs> I forgot about that. The boat living on the boat. But the news called us um like a month <laughs> after. And they're like, We want to do a story about you guys. Are you still living on the boat? <laughs> I was like, No, again, we're like not living on the boat. Like the boats get pulled out of the water here. They don't live in the water like all winter because ice, there's just too much damage that's going to happen. You got to take them out of the water. Um, But yeah, I was like, no, sorry, we're not living on on the boat anymore. But that was an adventure that people definitely remember. 
That's wild. Oh yeah. They, yeah. they want to, they all want to talk to the boat people. So, you know, <laughs> you guys have been going at it for what, five or six years now? Chip it yeah, away. I want to say like six years, 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know you've years. been, you've, you've been in and out of retirement at least what? Three or I four have. Years at this point. I have, I have, we can talk about my retirement. Yeah, absolutely. Retirement. Yeah. So I think, and going back to like working in this industry and working with your spouse, um, I think one of the advantages for sure is owning your own business, first of all. Second of all is that flexibility, where as if I were to get another job and like life gets crazy, I'm not going to lie, it gets crazy. Summers are insane. So I am, you know, driving kids around and there's times, there have been times that I have retired from this job because I need to be home because I have to be home with the kids. So, um, yeah, what's, I have what's definitely, the age range? Jay, our oldest is 19, 17, 16, 14, 10 and seven. Wow. So they're all getting a little bit older, but I feel like it's, it's still when everyone's home in the summer, it's just madness. Like a, yeah, Everyone zoo. needs to be everywhere. And, um, so yeah, so there are times where I'm like, I have to take, I I've got to go into retirement for like a a few weeks. I always come back. I always threaten to not come back, but I come back every time (laughs) I can't. I think honestly, that's one of, that's one of Annie's favorite things is your, your periodic and short lived (laughs) retirements. Like we don't know. So so short. We don't, we don't know if you're in the game, if you're out of the game. I mean, it's always something going on, but you know, at some point things started to get a little bit easier because you have employees now. Yeah. Yeah. And And that is huge. And also, you know, Doug is very involved in things in the industry outside of just the agency and was recently uh, elected to, or appointed, however that whole thing works out. It's something I'll never do. So I'm not sure how it works out, but to be the president of the big eye for Western New York. Yeah. Yeah. And And, yeah, I have to tell you that is somebody who has worked with their spouse across multiple businesses and truly as you know, because we've spent an, um, enough time together, like truly my oh, best yeah. friend, always have a blast. Oh, I know. You know, I have to tell you, it was really moving that you were the one that he picked to indoctrinate him or swear him in, whatever that word is. What was that experience like for you, knowing that here's here's a guy that I've lived in a 1,200 square foot house with, yeah. I've lived in a boat with, mm-hmm. now we're living in an ex-MTV house. Basically the dream life, you know, (laughs) know. but you know, it's, it's kind of like, here we are, like, it seemed chaotic at the time, but now all of a sudden it's like, things are actually doing decent. You know, we're we're doing okay. You know, Doug is doing great things at the agency, great things, you know, for the big eye and helping other people. And I know he really likes that aspect of the business. He loves that aspect. I think he, he really does love it. And that's also a lot of time. So it's funny because being married, it's like, I'm always like, what, 
what is worth the time? Like, I mean, it's so precious. It's so precious between having a business, having the kids, you know, and just general like life, you know, and giving your time to certain things for him. That's really, really important. I'm sorry. And um, hang on a second. Oh, yeah. Are you seriously literally eating a freaking Slim Jim right now? I literally just snapped into a Slim Jim. <laughs> Dude, what are you, my dad? I didn't think people ate those anymore. I feel like, I guess, I mean, my kids love them, David. They're so good. There's just the right amount of salt and protein. It's just what I, you need to get through a podcast. I mean, I'm fairly <laughs> certain that these are out of date at this point, but somebody sent these to me and I set them under the side Ooh. of my desk. And I ate them when they first came in. And then if you understand how my desk works, it just grows vertically, like because oh, I keep yeah. stacking stuff on top of it. Oh, yeah. So it got covered. There's no way they're as old as the girls. That was like cookies. a treasure. That and was when, a hidden when, treasure, Kyle. When, yes, when Rough, Notes, when Rough Notes came in to take the pictures of the agency <laughs> for the cover in the article, we I cleaned, I cleaned my entire desk off and I found them again, oh, which Lord. is fantastic. Congratulations. I love it. I love the uh, picture. Here's another oft forgotten about thing. Oh wow, yeah. that is that is off. Are we dipping into about. that right now? This <laughs> is probably a, should. This is a <laughs> bottle of homemade bacon infused bourbon that I made back when we had our ribbon cutting in yeah. 2018. Wow. Yeah. Still I sitting remember. in my office, aged to perfection Just as far saying. as I'm concerned. Nice smoky, yeah. smoky bacon flavor. Oh yeah, it's got to be. And I can remember that baby's five years old now. Me and Kyle been here till about seven o'clock one night working At on least. a massive account. Just taking doing... pulls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just ripping it. <laughs> Just ripping it to get through the night. Good times. That's good. How many bottles did you make? Um, a bunch. I make it all the time. At this point. Oh man. I'll make sure you guys get some. Okay, we'll 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 come to you. Well, that'll work. <laughs> we'll that swing by. Grab some to get it to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So anyhow, may not sorry, make it home. Sorry for the derailing in a very no, no. There's no derailing. We're just we're having tender moment of the conversation. Yeah, tender moment of the conversation. I feel like it's probably what your house is like, though. You know, you. Could oh be- my gosh! Constant, constant, nonstop. Everybody coming at. Just a, a billion voices coming at you. I need this. I'm going here. I need a Slim Jim. You know. I hope you have them. <laughs> don't I you keep dare those in my car. Like they don't last in my house. My kids are just like Ugh. kill. It's just I one know, of those like, things. I seriously these boys. don't know when the last time I had one of those. Look what, look what I got in the mail today, man. I nice. love it. And not to mention that I get this, but I got like 50 of them. So I've got plenty for you to give to your, your, uh, give to the big cat and whoever else would want to. Sweet. Definitely. Oh, oh my out. gosh. I, I was trying to see, like, when you sent or I saw it on Facebook or whatever. And I was just like, okay, which, which one, which picture are they going to use? Because we were all just like, like crying because it was so, the glare was so immense oh where we were gosh. standing. That it was like, I was like sitting here, like dripping <laughs> tears down my face the entire oh time we were there. <laughs> it was oh bad. Gosh. I don't know what that was all about, man. I, I really... hope it was quick because I'm sure it was pretty hot too. It was, it was hot, but it wasn't that bad at that point in the day yet. But it okay. was just like, right. it was That's just, good. we couldn't this open our eyes. It was crazy, but it turned out pretty good. I thought. 
Yeah, I did. I love I the thought, color yeah, coordinating. I thought the article was good. I thought mm -hmm. um, the whole experience was was definitely good. I was happy with it. Yeah. Not that Rough Notes needs my approval for what they want to write about the agency. I mean, they've got, what, like 50 years of experience doing this before they walked into my life. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, here's what I would ask you, Liz. I mean, obviously, oh. we sort of laughed about it, but the struggle of opening a scratch agency is not for the faint of heart, number one. Oh, it is not. And it's certainly not something that's very easy out there. And, you know, right. I think that if you try and do it, and you don't have a good relationship at home, you know, it could very quickly ruin a marriage too. Mm -hmm. You know, not that I want to get I, into I absolutely. It's like, if you're looking to work with your spouse or go through, like you have to know what you have been through together already and what you can, how much you can take. And like I said, it comes back to common goals and um, your marriage at home, because honestly, it's like, you know, that couple, that wants to have a baby and they think the baby is going to like fix their marriage, you That's know, like and it's the worst like, thing that no. can possibly happen. It's yeah. like first, right. It's like, Oh, this will fix everything. It's like, no, because everything that is wrong with your marriage is going to be amplified. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, so no. you have to be prepared to be in those situations and know how to handle it and not let it get to that to that point. You know what I mean? It's like, I think Doug and I, I mean, we've been through so much together. There was not a question in my mind. Like we can't do this. What I hear a lot from people is like, Oh, if I worked with my wife, we would be divorced. You know, we would never make it. But you know, for us, a lot of it was necessity, but a lot of it was like, we had the common goal. Like we're, we're doing this, we're doing this for our family. We're doing this for a better future. We're doing this, you know, to build something. We're doing this to leave something for our children. We're doing this so we can give them the best life. We're, everything was so clear. There wasn't mm -hmm. like a question, why are we doing this? And I think and there were hard important. freaking times. Yeah. That's what right. I was going to say is, I mean, you, like you're sitting there whatever, November to April, trying to pick up carriers. And it's like, right. you, the doubt has to have creeped in at some point. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, we just yeah. left, you know, Florida, we came back up here. We've got nothing. I You're know. like, what if this doesn't work what are out? We doing? I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's where it's like so important for like the spouse, for someone else to carry that vision. If mm -hmm. I'm like, if I'm questioning it, it's always him. It would always be him being like, no, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're doing this because of this, this and, and ground me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And there were times where it's like, I had to come in and like ground him and be like, it's okay. We're going to get through this or, you know, a mistake was made in the beginning or, you know, something where you're like, how are we going to get through this? This isn't happening fast enough. We need to, we need this to happen faster. When really like looking back, I'm like, everything happened exactly how it was supposed to. And I would, I, I wouldn't change anything. You know, is it always like, yeah, you're always striving to be better. You're always striving to be more and, um, you know, grow, you know, growth is always on the table, no matter what it's like, we've come to the, to this point. It's like, it's not like you're like, stop. Okay, great. We're good. It's like, you know, we still really do have six mouths to feed and <laughs> to educate. So it's like, we've still have a long road out of us, but from where we've come from, from literally nothing. Like we were just like ground zero. We have, we had nothing 
to lose and everything to gain by starting this business. So it was kind of like a magical place to be. Like the, it was like this power of having nothing to lose, you know, where yeah. it's like when you have stuff to lose, that gets scary. Mm. That gets way scarier. When we're like, we don't own a house, like we're leasing our cars, like we literally own nothing to being able to like make dreams come true you know, travel with our family, buy our boat so that we can spend our summers together on our boat, um, buying the house that we love, um, educating, sending the kids to the schools that like we always dreamed of sending them to. It's like, those are the things that you got to, you know, keep your eye on for sure. And remember that there were a lot of tears, blood, sweat and tears that went into it. And it feels like it's taking forever, but it's all going to be worth it. It really is. That's what I would say to, you know, anybody who's starting out right now and just is feeling that kind of in betweenness, you know? Well, I think the other part of it too, though, is it's so much better when you have somebody else that you can, you can build it with because, you know, in our situation, while Andrea and I may not be in the agency day to day building the agency, it is certainly much easier for me to build it with her support a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've, I've heard stories like I've heard stories from Doug about how you push him and how, you know, how you for, I don't, I don't want to say force. Cause that sounds like it's really aggressive, but how you, how you <laughs> sort of push him maybe a little bit out of his comfort zone, which, you know, all of us have a, a comfort zone. But yeah. I remember he told a story about a time where y'all were driving through um, Albany and you you followed Ryan Hanley on his podcast or you were you were yeah. somewhere. I don't tell that yeah. story for a second because then I'm going to follow it up with yeah. the story of how I actually met you guys originally. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So we were um, at that point. I was really. I was. You know, a social media. Like I was like the social media person. And, um, I found Ryan on through Instagram. He was with agency nation at the time. And he was just putting out content, like crazy, just constant, constant. So I had been following him for a while. Um, we had, he had a, um, an appointment in New York city, um, with a, um, a client that he had just signed. He was like, great. He's like, you know what? Let's make a trip of this. Let's go to New York. We can spend like the week. This was like our first trip away from the kids, which is like kind of like business. Um, cause we couldn't take trips at that point, but because it was like business, I think we split the kids up in freaking five different homes and made it work. Um, but I knew we were going and, um, I said, you know, listen, I was like this guy, Ryan Hanley, he lives in like around Albany. I was like, I'm going to write him a message. See if he wants to like meet up with us, maybe on our way to New York. And Doug's like, okay. He's like, yeah. He's like, who's, who's Ryan Hanley. I'm like, he's like the Gary Vaynerchuk of like insurance. Like he just puts out content like all the time. So he's like, okay. I bet, yeah, yeah. I bet he can deadlift more than Gary Vaynerchuk. I know. Heck yeah, I just saw that. Good job, Ryan, if you're listening. So um, we end up uh, meeting him, meeting Ryan. We went to a little restaurant cafe right like close to where he lived outside of Albany. 
um, near Troy, New York. And um, yeah, we sat there for like two and a half hours with Ryan. Like it, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, he took a selfie of us and made a post about us. And that was our first experience. Really. I was like to, to meet, you know, Ryan and kind of get like, I don't know, kind of introduced into different things that were happening. And at that point it was like, I think maybe like six months later, we joined like IAOA, which was, I th- believe still kind of new at the, at at the time there weren't a ton of of members and um yeah it just kind of like was our first plug and that's how we ended up going to the conference the iaoa conference we could not go the first year or the year before we couldn't we just we financially like we couldn't do it so david that was where we met you in san diego 2019 that San conference Diego. was where we met. San Diego. <laughs> yes, Diego. It, it was. And here's the irony of all of this. At that point, my agency was turning four. It was going to turn four that yeah. summer. And I really had not put myself out to speak or talk at anything And I just happened to have a conversation with Nick Ayers about something one time. And he said, you know what? We need to get you, we need to get you in front of people. Like they need to hear what you have to say. And up until that point, I had always told every, you know, I always told Andrea, I said, you know, we're in this catch 22 because I know I can achieve so much more than what I'm doing right now, but I can't because I'm kind of handcuffed. Because we were building the agency in a very slow and prudent manner, so to speak. I was just through my non-compete removed by about a year or whatever. But she traveled so much for work. Like Annie was gone two and a half months or two and a half weeks out of every month. For the most part, traveling all over the place. And I told her, I said, if you could ever just stop the travel so that you could at least let me, you know, just focus on what I'm doing. Cause the issue was, was becoming, she would travel cause she was the breadwinner, you know, and obviously we yeah. wanted her to, we needed her to, I mean, it's yeah. like we wanted her, we didn't want her, we needed her to. Needed. Yeah. I was basically running a kid taxi. I had four kids at four different schools. So yeah. every morning I had a loop every afternoon I yeah. had a loop. And if I was lucky, I got to work six hours. And so many people say, where did you come from? You know, you can't, you, you, nobody heard of you before 2020. Well, it's because I was basically living in a cave while my wife was yeah. winning, you know, making all the money for the household. And we were, I was trying to get the agency off, he's still off the ground at that point. And then, yeah. then COVID hit and she couldn't travel anymore. And for me, you know, that is if there's such a thing as the silver lining inside of COVID, that's mm-hmm. it for me. If COVID never yeah. happened, if, if COVID never happened, the agency would not have ever scaled. If COVID never happened, Killing Commercial wouldn't have existed. If COVID never um, happened, Power Producers Podcast would not be around. If COVID mm-hmm. never happened, I probably wouldn't have written the extra two minutes and certainly wouldn't have written yeah. the thirty-one thirty. So I say that because you've been through a lot of adversity opening the agency. It's not like, you know, life or death kind of stuff, but there's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, yeah. financial pressure, time pressure, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Yes. 
But it proves my point that I always say that in adversity comes great opportunity if you're willing to see it. And I feel like that's kind of where you guys are. Now, I will say you skimmed over the story, but the real story is I damn near got tackled to the ground in an elevator in San Diego by Doug Betts. Like, <laughs> I'm almost sure that Liz, a certain Liz yeah. kind of pushed him into the elevator because I, I told him, I was like, you have to go because we were splitting up, David, and I was going to some of the seminars he was going to there. I was like, you're going to see him. You're going to see David. He's like, who is David? I was like, <laughs> he does. He talks about commercial lines. I was like, he, this is the one that you have to go to. He was like, okay. And he saw you talking. He was like, that was like amazing. He's like, that was so good. <laughs> And he saw you and was like, and he, and he was like, I have a question to ask David. I was like, go get him. He yeah. ran into the elevator. He did. He did. He, it was like, it was this awesome, awesomely oh somewhat awkward moment where like, yeah, he's, he's, so awkward. he's rushing to get into the elevator before it shuts. You know, excuse, and the, excuse me, sir. Hold it. Hold it. Yeah, the door, nowhere. The, the door closes. He's like <laughs> popping his jacket to straighten it up, making sure his stuff didn't fall out of his folio. He goes, Doug Benz, nice to meet you. <laughs> and the, and the, re the rest is absolute history. That moment was absolute history after that moment. Nantucket, uh, <laughs> it's what it happened. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you know what? It's been oh such it, it's been such a great friendship, not just oh, for me, has. but for but also for Annie. Um, Annie you know, is like my person. Annie is like my person. Love, love you, Annie. If you list, ever listen to this, I love you. Oh, she'll listen to it. But usually oh, when good. we have our kids all in the car and we're headed somewhere, because that's the only time I ever listen to our own podcast. Oh, and yeah. then they all get this, then they all get irritated at me because I get disgusted when I can't hear what we're actually saying because everybody's fighting in the back seat I, or whatever. Oh, yeah. so. Never stops. Yep. But no, I mean, I would say this. What's the, what's the as we wrap up, what's the one piece of advice? Like if you or you can give more than one, but what would you say? The one piece of advice maybe that somebody gave you either when you were starting this or you were in the middle of it that, that helped you sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel and get through it that you would want to pass on to somebody else that's going through maybe some of the same stuff. Because the one thing I know beyond a shadow of a doubt with 25,000 people listening to this, there's people who need to hear that advice. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's a, really a bit good of a question. podcaster, Liz, I ask the tough questions. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Um, you know, like I, I would say really, it's like I feel like I'm on the spot and I have so many I do have things. I was I would say like the sky is the limit and I know that sounds so generic, but like when you're thinking about doing something like this, it's like you gotta Oh gosh, David, this is terrible because I have a flood of things coming into my brain. I wish you could just go like Jim Carrey and liar, liar when he's in the boardroom and just rapid fire starts. And just go and, and just go. Everybody just go off with like five different things. Sky's the limit. You like can really, do it. You, yeah, gotta you, you can do it. Like <laughs> this can be done. And I would say so much of it. I know this is so like what like a Gary Vaynerchuk and I don't know why I'm going back to this because I don't even watch him anymore but all he would say was like patience it's like can stay consistent and patient be patient if I could go back to my my myself I would have saved like probably both of us like a lot of 
like disappointment and not savoring like the moment that you're in. Like I look back at those moments that made this and even just going through those moments with you, David, it's like, okay, moving, we did it. On food stamps, we did it. Um, finally able to buy food, we did it. Finally able to buy, you know, the 1200 square foot home, we did it. Buy a boat, we did it. Buy the home, we did it. But remember, you never really arrive you never really arrive. So the process and try to enjoy that process. And if you can, like, I would say like, really try to document it as much as you can, because when you look back, you can see how far you've come really. And it's like going back to those moments that brought you to where you are right now. You're not going to be in the same place next year. You're in a completely different place than you were last year, but enjoying those moments, enjoying the process and trying to find the joy in those. And in, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it doesn't feel like enough. Sometimes it feels like you absolutely, you know, can't go on anymore, but tomorrow's another day and you just keep going. You just keep going and it's 1000% worth it. So it's all in the process. All those moments add up to where you are now. I like it. I agree. I don't know, I guys, if that's the end, but I feel like that is such a huge part of it is and David. I know you guys, I'm sure have your own stories in the process, but being able to go through those and like even document now and David, you've been documenting Kyle, you're really good. You've got all these podcasts, it's like two kids now. It's like, my gosh, where were you a year ago? You know, yeah. it's like life changes so fast. So just oh, yeah, remember it's sure. like you're never stuck in one place. And 100%. then luckily in this business. Yeah, I think the one thing that I would say is, you know, in, enjoy the journey. Stop, breathe. You know, it's okay. We've all been there before. Yeah. Find a support structure that's going to be able to support you as you go through the process. Yes. yes, it's great if you have someone, you know, a spouse or someone that, that's championing you and your family or that's a close friend that's in the agency, but find people outside that yeah. you can draw off of their experiences that you can, you know, truthfully build a good enough relationship with that you can be vulnerable regardless of what stage of life you're in right. on the things that you're dealing with. And then um, most importantly to me, have an idea of where you want to try and be at some point, but yes. don't try and get there tomorrow. Like you can't, mm -hmm. you can't look at somebody who's been in business for 20 years that runs a $10 million agency and expect to get there tomorrow. And I think yes. that human beings are naturally inclined to do that, which is why you always hear people like Dave Ramsey say, part of the reason we have issues with debt in the U.S. today is because kids are trying to achieve everything their parents achieved in 50 years, but they want to do it yeah. in their 20s. Yeah, Same thing translates true. directly over to our industry. We're trying to accomplish yeah. what took other agency principles a lifetime to achieve, thinking uh. you're just going to walk in and be able to do it. Know that, know that you want to get there, but enjoy the process. And I think yeah. that many of us look back and we're, we reflect on the process, we reminisce on the process, but we don't ever enjoy it while we're there. And I right. think that's one of the biggest differences is when you hear people say, you know, embrace the suck, embrace the grind, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, know, know that this is building this, you're, you're laying the foundation for something much, much larger down the road. Yes. So. 
All right. Well, listen, this, we've been going for an hour and we need to wrap up because I've got another one right after this. So thank you so Ooh. much for coming on. I cannot Thanks wait. Thanks for having me. That was so fun. Cannot wait to turn into a car- cartoon. You are going to be the greatest cartoon <laughs> ever. It's coming. I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Out, I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do with it yet, but <laughs> it may involve a boat, a mastiff, and six kids. Like that, that's a pun. That's that's like set Just up like, for some sort of a joke. Yeah, I know. that's awesome. Well, Andy has lots of pictures of me, so you can you can just steal one off of her phone. One hundred percent, absolutely. So thanks for taking time out of your schedule today. We really enjoyed sure. it. We will yeah, catch guys, you guys it was soon. So fun. Thank you, thank you, Kyle. Thanks, David. Absolutely, Bye, we guys. love you guys. Keep plugging. Love See you ya. too. See ya. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. 